the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Namuga. To his two attendants. Aha. Said. Yatam. Depart from this place. Ma. Let there not be. Vaisham. Fear. Ashu. Let there be. Sham, happiness. Brahma, of a Brahmana. Tejaha, the curse. Samartaha, being able. Api, even. Hantum, to nullify. Na, icha, iche. Do not desire. Matam, approved. Two, on the contrary. Nay. May. Me. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada. The Lord then said to His attendants, Jai and Vijay, Depart this place, but fear not. All glory is unto you. Though I am capable of nullifying the Brahmana's curse, I would not do so. On the contrary, it has my approval. So please repeat. The Lord then said to His attendants, the Lord then said to his assistants, Die and you die. Die and you die. Depart this place, but fear not. Depart this place, but fear not. All glory is unto you. All glory is unto you. Though I am able to of nullifying the Brahmana's curse. Though I am capable of nullifying the Brahmana's curse. I would not do so. I would not do so. On the contrary. On the contrary. It has my approval. It has my approval. Report by Sri Prabhupada. As explained in connection with text 26, all the incidents that took place had the approval of the Lord. Ordinarily, there is no possibility that the four sages could be so angry with the doorkeepers, nor could the Supreme Lord neglect his two doorkeepers, nor can one come back from Vaikuntha after taking birth there. All these incidents, therefore, were designed by the Lord himself for the sake of his pastimes in the material world. Thus he plainly says that it was done with his approval. Otherwise, it would have been impossible for inhabitants of Vaikuntha to come back to this material world simply because of a, of a Brahminical curse. The Lord especially blesses the so-called culprits. All glory is unto you. A devotee once accepted by the Lord can never fall down. That is the conclusion of this incident. The Lord then said to his attendants, Jai and Vijay, Depart this place, but fear not. All glory is unto you. Though I am capable of nullifying the Brahmana's curse, I would not do so. On the contrary, it has my approval.
Welcome to Shino Market Talk Class. I'm glad you're here with us. Welcome to you. Thank you. Ask for your blessing. So I'm waiting for a text message from Krishna. As I interrupted this. <laughs> Yeah, I burn baby, burn baby, burn baby fires me up. <laughs> so all, one of the 64 qualities of Krishna is that he has the most extraordinary, wonderful pastimes. And uh, while I was just back here in the Pujari room with um, Kumundandu, he was telling me about how in his home village, there's pastimes of the Lord. So there's pastimes of Krishna all over India. Because like close to where I was living was where Krishna defeated Banashoda. So <clears throat> Krishna is doing these marvelous pastimes and activities. And uh, there was one incident in Srimad Bhagavatam where Prabhupada makes a statement that Krishna, when he does something, he fulfills multiple purposes at once. Do you remember which pastime this was in the next Maybe that one, but this particular one I was reading, uh, it's in regards to a Muchakunda, King Muchakunda. Krishna erected the, the Dwarka fort, and because the nature of being in this material world is to be envious of Krishna, Krishna always had demons attacking him because he is the most beautiful and attractive, popular and wonderful person. So if you're going to be envious, you should be envious of Krishna, because he's the one who has the most. So if we're envious of someone in this world, it's a little reflection of Krishna's potency. And when Krishna is on the planet, you must be envious of Krishna. So that's the nature of um, these pastimes going on. So uh, for the 18th time, Jarasandha is attacking. And uh, Kalayavana is also there. And in this particular circumstance, Krishna has erected this extremely strong fortress of Dwarka, the Dwarka water. So Krishna, um, to display pastimes, he can defeat the demons, but he can also do it extremely easily through his potencies without having to do anything. So in this particular case, Krishna walks away. He's known as Ranchor. He's glorified by walking away from the back. So he walks away and he's walking at just a normal pace. And Kalayavana, he's running to catch Krishna because the prize of the demons is to kill Krishna and to gain Krishna's place. And it's explained by the Acharyas that instead of being cooperators with the Lord, which is our eternal nature, we come to this world to be competitors of the Lord. So he's thinking, if I can kill Krishna, then I can be in the place of Krishna. I can be the center of everybody's world of, of, of attraction for the universe. So he's chasing Krishna, and Krishna is just walking just at a normal pace, and no matter how fast he runs, he cannot catch Krishna. But this particular section is describing the beauty of the Lord. And uh, he's just walking very nonchalantly, very gracefully. 
And so Krishna enters this cave, and he can't see because it's, it's, it's dark in this cave. And he comes across someone laying on the ground. He's thinking, what is this Krishna doing? He fell asleep. And so he kicks this person. And immediately this person wakes up and burns him to ashes just by looking at him by his glance. So then there's a backstory described. This is actually King Muchakunda. And King Muchakunda, he assisted the demigods because the demigods are always fighting for righteousness, for justice in the universe because they're the representatives of God and that's their occupational duty. And they requested this very powerful king, righteous king, Muchakunda, to assist them. So because he was fighting so hard for so many years, it's described that he left all his opulence and his family to fight this battle. And when he came back, no one was there. Everybody had left this world. And, uh, and so Srila Prabhupada was describing the power of time. And so, but the, the demigods were so, were so um, pleased with him that they offered him a benediction. And he said, I just want to sleep. <laughs> I, I am just exhausted. To be able to do more service, I just need rest. He says, and if anybody wakes me from sleep, I want the benediction to be able to burn into ashes through my glance. And so Krishna made this arrangement that he, he led Kalyana to the cave. Through his potency, through the arrangement, the demon was killed. And at the same time, um, this King Muchakunda, this very uh, valiant devotee, attained the darshan of the Lord. And thus, um, his heart became attracted to the Lord, and he became uh, completely liberated, which mirrors this pastime that we're reading right now. And that's why I wanted to describe the story, because of Srila Prabhupada's description that Krishna is doing so many things, he has so many purposes with each and every activity. Um, which is complete in complete contrast to how atheists consider how the world operates. They think that there's no purpose, there's no reason for anything. Everything is completely random, and things are just moving around, coming together and disintegrating. And after everything is said and done, there is no love, there is no relationship, there's no identity. And in Krishna consciousness, Everything has a purpose, and who's facilitating that purpose? We were speaking the other day of there's Maya Dakshina Pakiti Suyati Satarasana. Like Krishna's behind all the all the everything that's acting in the material world. And he's orchestrating everything that's happening in the spiritual world. So Krishna, with everything that he does, he is he has a purpose for it. Everything that includes everything that happens in our life. Krishna has a specific purpose for it. So coming from the spectrum of atheism to God consciousness, we have the realization that everything in my life has a purpose. And there's a reason. And I'm not a victim. God is not a cruel person. And actually, he's facilitating the, the transformation of our heart. He's facilitating us ultimately falling in love with him, just like he arranged here for, for King Muchakunda. He made all these arrangements so that he could bless his devotee and kill the demons. 
and thereby bless the demons too. So Krishna is just blessing. There's nothing Krishna is doing besides, besides blessing. So um, when I was in Mayapur, one devotee was giving a class and, and he was describing how um, sculptor Michelangelo, when he would see a marble block, he would see the image within, the figure within. And so he would describe his mentality of how he would approach creating these beautiful uh, sculptors. He said, I'm just carving away the excess that gets in the way of this perfect figure within the marble. And, and so he was relating this to how Krishna is working in our life, how Krishna is, is seeing through the eyes of love how he can eliminate every obstacle that gets in our path to fall in love with Krishna. He's eliminating every obstacle. And he's doing that through what seems like negative activities and positive, but actually it's all positive. Krishna, and then actually in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, it was described that when Lord Chaitanya was glancing at Sanat Goswami's very expensive cloth, um, it, the Lord explained that when a doctor cures a patient, there might be some remnants of disease left. So it's the, the duty of that doctor to completely cure that patient, to eliminate that disease 100% without leaving any, any remnants of that disease. And so in the same way here, this beautiful pastime of the four Kumaras, is that they're, they're Brahmadhanis, they're, they're Brahman realized, which is the first level of God realization. It's a very high position. Um, we've been describing in this chapter how Krishna says, uh, Brahma Bhuta, so they, they were seeing everybody on the equal platform. They were seeing God everywhere. They weren't hankering or lamenting after material enjoyment. They were completely self-satisfied. And so they were great sages. They had given up all desires for sense gratification. And now the Lord is going to facilitate them. This is one of the, the main purposes of this chapter. The Lord is going to facilitate them going to the next level of their relationship with God. That's what he's doing. That's his primary purpose here. And how does he do that? By appearing in his beautiful form to them. And then they're smelling the pulsy leaves coming from the lotus feet, a little like this transcendental um, aroma. And they're, at that point, they're struck in the heart through, 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 through the, the arrows of Krishna uh, penetrating uh, the cores of their heart. And then like this, this particular verse is saying, a devotee once accepted by the Lord can never fall down. So, of course, this, we're not going to get into the whole debate of where we come from, but Prabhupada focused on where we're going to go. But the idea is, is that if we have the deeper attachment that we have to Krishna, the deeper love we have for Krishna, that um, secures our position with the Lord in, in his association, in his service. To the degree that we have less attachment, to that degree we can fall down. Like Bharat Maharaj, who was extremely advanced in, in, in devotional service, yet this describes strong emotions of love for Krishna. Very strong emotions. Emotions bind the living entity to 
um, the object of that emotional experience. And Bharat Maharaj had that in relation to Krishna. But because he was still not completely, fully in love with God, he didn't have undeviated, pure love for God completely, he became attracted by a deer, by a little deer. Uh, <clears throat> and so these souls who were, who were in the Vaikuntha times, like Jai and Vijay, um, all these liberated souls, they have eternal love for Krishna. They cannot actually be separated from Krishna. And even when they're, they're cursed to come to this world, they're simply going from one experience of being with Krishna to another. They're not ceasing to be conscious of Krishna. They're just being conscious of Krishna in another way. That's all. Actually, when Jaya Vijay come, all they're doing is performing the pastimes of the Lord. This, they, they, they're completely immersed in the leave of the Lord. And they're so attached to Krishna that they say, I'd rather take three births as a demon in your leela than seven births as, as devotee. Because they, they, they want to have this experience of the Lord because they want what the Lord desires, ultimately. That's the nature of devotee. <coughs> so the Lord wanted to fight because the Lord enjoys these sporting pastimes. So really the whole purpose of what's happening here at Jai and Vijay is the Lord to enjoy loving pastimes with his devotees. And at the same time, to uh, attract our hearts to him. So this whole incident that's happened here, this leads to um, Lord Varahadev coming and destroying her on Yaksha. It's an incredible pastime, one of the 20 primary avatars that we worship and celebrate. It's coming as Lord Nishingadev. You know, we're going to celebrate this Friday. And then also, they appear as two births. Both of them took birth in, in Lord Ram's Leela and Treta Yuga. They came as Ravana and Kumbhakarna. And then they're coming again to engage in the pastimes of the Lord. You see how the, their whole experience, they're just with the Lord. They're attached to the Lord, even in this world. So they're not covered like us. In Jaya Vijaya Kam, they're not covered from their relationship with Krishna. It just transforms. It's like play acting. So in Lord Krishna's pastimes, they come as Shishupal and uh, Dr. Vakra. Um, so this level of attachment is, is what we're aiming for in Krishna consciousness. And, and really, all of Srila Prabhupada's books and all of the um, teachers in our line are really urging us and pushing us uh, towards falling in love with Krishna, forming this deep attachment. And um, I have this one particular quote. This is the Lord, is in the, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, the Lord explains the whole science of devotional service to Samantha Swami and the Madhya Lila. And literally everything is, is there. And this particular um, section describes this, this attachment in terms of the advancement of the devotee. So a devotee is considered superlative or superior according to his attachment and love. In the 11th canto of Srima Bhagavatam, the following symptoms have been given. A person advanced in devotional service sees within everything the soul of souls. 
the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. Consequently, he always sees the form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead as the cause of all causes, and understands that all things are situated in him. And so, So the Lord says, actually, actually, when the Lord says to, to King Muchakuna, does he offers these beautiful prayers when he liberates Brooklyn. And he says to him, it is my eternal principle that anyone who comes under my shelter must have all his desires fulfilled by my grace. So coming under the Lord's shelter, we've been very fortunate to come under uh, Lord Krishna's shelter uh, through the mercy of Sri Prabhupada and his devotees. And then the Lord is has blessed us to facilitate this uh, attachment to him ultimately and, and freeing us from, uh, from attachment to this material energy. And, and this is the only way to come out of the material energy. And uh, so, so what the Lord's purpose in this particular Lila, just to, to summarize again, is that he's coming to uh, deepen the four Kumaras attachment to, to himself, to allow them to reach the stage of pure love of God through his association, his darshan. At the same time, this is actually equally important and along the same theme in this regard is the glorifying the devotees. Because when this whole incident happened, the Lord took the opportunity to describe how special, how dear the devotees are to him. And, and this goes hand in hand with our the, the level of our Krishna consciousness and ultimately our attachment and love for the Lord. This goes. This is. This is um, intimately and intrinsically related to how our attachment and love for the Lord develops. It's by how we engage with the devotee. Because we're wandering through this material world. Ramanda Brahmite Kona Agyavanji Guru Krishna Prashadi Pai Bhakti Latabi, and this this seed of devotional service is planted in the heart. Just like the Lord is planting the seed of love for himself in the heart of the four Kumaras, as we are um, pulled in by the Lord's mercy and grace, that seed is planted. So now the Lord is giving instructions about how do we cultivate that seed, which also is described in the second uh, chapter of the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam by uh, Siddhi Goswami. By serving the great souls is a great service. That's what that verse says. Serving great souls is a great service. And by performing that service, one attains an extremely strong taste, a rel relishment of the Lord's pastime. The Lord's words, his activities, his form. And so we can see how this, this process of what happened to the four Kumaras in this relationship with Jai and Vijay is intricately related to this point about how the devotees see other living entities and see the devotees of the Lord and serve the Lord. Having the seed of devotion is the great blessing. But to water and nurture that seed is absolutely essential to progress. 
without association with devotees. Vayapi um, Prabhu, he was glorifying reading the Prabhupada's books. And I, I thought that was absolutely wonderful. But to be inspired to read his books, we have to please the Lord. How do we please the Lord? By pleasing the devotees. Because Prabhupada repeatedly explains how reading these books is not an intellectual pursuit. It's not an intellectual endeavor. It's that when we read these books, then and the Lord's pleased with us, and the Lord reveals his attractive features. That's the main thing. And when we gain a deep taste and attraction, then we're going to want to read the books. And how do we do that? So if we sit alone in a cave by ourselves, how long are we going to be inspired to read through the Prabhupada's books? So these two points go together about how do we please the Lord? And that's by serving the devotees. It's about the, the quality of our relationships with the devotees. And we, as devotees, we have to come off the platform of mistreating one another. We actually, um, Mother Nami read that beautiful letter by Kapaladitka Mataji and Dai Daganath Prabhu. Dai Daganath Prabhu, thank And wow, they were so happy here. And that's wonderful because it said that a guest is to be treated like the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That's the Vedic principle. And not only they're a guest, they're devotees. So we passed the test. We really treated them nicely. We treated them, they said we felt the love of the devotees. <laughs> wow, that's wonderful. But we also have to treat each other that way. We can't just treat our guests that way. Uh, Gurudev speaks about how preaching is, is how we live our lives, how we relate to one another. And so to, to please Krishna, to grow this community, we have to have extremely tight and loving relationships with the devotees. And we have to encourage the devotees. We, we always have to make some changes or become better in different ways. But the main thing is that the devotees are sincere and serious, then we need to embrace them. We need to treat them, like, like Prabhupada said, they're better than kings. He said, all of them are better than kings, all the devotees. So to, to expand this Krishna consciousness movement, like they say, learning starts at home, we have to have loving relationships with one another. And all of us have to feel that love and acceptance of one another. The Prabhupada had restrictions when things would, would interfere with um, how the cooperation and things take place. Like he said, you know, lazies are crazy. This is a famous saying. Because that can, you know, drive down the mood, and so better those people stay outside and come. Um, but if somebody's not lazy, if somebody's not crazy, then let's let's just go forward. Let's move forward and serve the Lord. Um, because uh, we all need we all need to develop in different ways. And um and also, you know, there's this tendency, uh, Mother Sandamani and I were talking a while back, or sometimes there's a tendency where we think, I'm doing service, and I'm the only one doing service. And my service is the most important, and nobody else's service is important. 
And so that creates tension in the community. But actually, everybody's service is important in the eyes of Krishna if it's done sincerely from the heart. And there's there has to be a variety of different services. Um, And so the only the only way ultimately to gain the, the advancement of a devotee is a level of their love and attachment for Krishna. And of course that highest attachment was displayed by the gopis. Like when Akura came to take Krishna, they were getting in front of the chariot, they wouldn't let them move. Like, we don't want Krishna to leave. And when Krishna was gone, they were lamenting, they they're in, in complete distraught state of consciousness and um, they're thinking about Krishna constantly um, and actually in, in these teachings to Sananda Swami, the Lord, he's saying, he actually says that one should live in Vrindavan and he says if, if you can't live in Vrindavan then mentally live in Vrindavan and Mother Sandamani has created really an oasis here. This is um, Vrindavan village in Tucson. I like to think of it as Vrindavan. But because it's, we have, you know, beautiful peacocks over here. We have, you know, Giriraj on the altar. We have um, little coons, coons over here, other coons. Uh, we have, what's that? You're over that hill. We should put some rock in water. Probably, I bet you a devotee, yes. There's a confirmation of that, yeah. There's trees, beautiful trees. There's a tamal tree here, which is the color of Krishna. So it was describing when Lord Jaitanya, when he was going to Vrindavan, he took it for granted that the forests were the forest of Vrindavan. And he took it for granted that all the hills were Govardhan. And he just assumed that the rivers were all Jamuna, were all the Jamuna River. And so as the gopis were completely attached to Krishna. We can see the highest example of complete attachment to Krishna. They're um, replaying, reenacting the pastimes of the Lord in their distraught condition. They're doing anything to relieve them of this separation by remembering it. So they're thinking like they're lifting up over downhill, or like they're swallowing the forest fire as well. And they're uh, pretending like you know they're killing the you know demon. And so in this way, they're remembering the Lord, and 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 their attachment is deepening. And so, um, the two main books that that Lord Jaitanya carried with him were the Krishna Karnamrita and the Brahma Samhita. And so Lord Chaitanya, he's intimately, intimately connected to Lord Krishna's pastimes because that was his state of consciousness was complete absorption of the Lord's pastimes. And then Brahma Samhita is, is describing um, the Lord's abode, the transcendental world, because our consciousness should be in the transcendental world. And the Karanamrita is describing the sweetness of Krishna's uh, personal form and qualities and beauty. And so similarly, Srila Prabhupada, he gave us the Krishna book, and he gave us um, Lord Jaitanya's teachings. And so, if we're always 
hearing about these pastimes, speaking these pastimes, reading about these pastimes, uh, we can remain in this consciousness uh, of being with Krishna in the spiritual world. And for a devotee, just like this particular verse about attachment, sees within everything the soul of souls. For a devotee, he sees everything as being related to Krishna. Everything reminds him of Krishna. Our little Krishna Das reminds everybody of Krishna. So it's Krishna gives us opportunities to remember him. And without this deep attachment to Krishna, then we will we will fall down into illusory energy. So, so Krishna consciousness is not a mechanical process. It's not a Prabhupada gave you know that example of making advancement in a company with a promotion. That's it, that's that's there, but the heart has to be there. It's just like everything follows the heart in Krishna consciousness. The center of, of all advancement, the center of all our activities have to be based on a heartfelt desire to please the Lord, to move forward in Krishna consciousness. And so this means that we have to fall in love with Krishna. We can't think that if we if we just perform externally the duties of a devotee day after day, steadiness is, is absolutely necessary. But we can't just remain on the platform of doing mechanical processes. You have to start doing things with heart and soul. You know, if the <clears throat> mundane musicians can put their heart and soul into mundane love songs, similarly we should put our, our emotions, our heart, into chanting the, Lord, the names of the Lord, into dancing for the Lord, cooking for the Lord, cleaning for the Lord everything we put our heart and soul into. If we don't have this fervor, we don't have this enthusiasm, we will fall down. Um, just like Gurudev talks about inertia. Things that are moving have a tendency to keep moving. Things that are still have this tendency to remain still. Those things that are moving backwards have the tendency to move backwards. So if we move, remain still, we'll soon have a tendency to fall backwards. But if we keep the fervor going, the enthusiasm going, and as devotees, we feel like we always want to improve, always better service. And with that mentality, the devotee feels like I haven't obtained any attachment for the Lord. It's like I don't have any good qualities. Even if, even if a devotee has awakened many good qualities, even if devotee has awakened love for the Lord, even Radharani is feeling like my, my service is inadequate. And Radharani completely controls Krishna in her devotion. So you can see how the devotee feels. And any process in life, uh, Gurudev was talking about discipline on Thursday, about how any endeavor we go through in life, if we have discipline, we can be successful. So, uh, similarly, in Krishna consciousness, if we um, remain in this state of growth, then we will uh, make advances. <coughs> the Lord will 
um, ultimately attract our hearts like he did the four Kumaras. That's what's necessary. Our hearts have to be pierced by this attractive feature of Krishna. Because there's only so long we can live in a dry reality. We can't live in the desert so long. We need to be, we need our thirst to be quenched. And we can live in the desert of Arizona and be in the nectar of Krishna. <laughs> so we can pray on Friday when we when we're glorified Lord Nishinga Day. We can pray that Lord Nishinga Day removes those last tensions of attachment, those strong attachments to this material world. And we attain the blessings of Lord Nishinga Day. Just like Prahlad Maharaj, you can pat us on the head with his big paws. So. Okay, do we have any comments or questions? How big are the big paws? <laughs> and the description of how uh, tall he is. It's 200 feet tall or something. Yeah, probably really big. Yes? I prayed for him to rip out my matches and just do it. And my tests have all been really hardcore, get really intense. So I'm just saying, if you're not up for that kind of intensity, you might want to pray to one of the daughters. To just gently. <laughs> my question is uh, you said Krishna wants to remove the obstacles and he wants us to come back. But I was wondering why then his mind kind of not ease up, but actually seems to increase. On Bodhi, why does it Krishna then say, okay, they're trying to come back to ease up a bit? Well, Krishna isn't like some uh, cruel person who's like taking the thumb screws and like is trying to increase the pain in our lives. That's, that is, that is again like a remnant of our um, disbelief in God. Actually, because everything that happens for a devotee, everything happens for a purpose. Right? We have the purpose system of justice in the universe, the law of karma, and we don't know exactly how it's being administered, but it is. So, but for a devotee, Krishna directly enters into their life and directly places situations in their life to help them grow. Krishna, the physician, Krishna is described as a physician. The physician, he directly takes responsible for the patient to cure the patient. So if we're going through something, even if it feels very difficult, Krishna is there and Krishna is helping us. We, it, it, it takes a lot. Like, for instance, if you have that marble block and to remove the marble about, around that beautiful figure, sometimes you have to really like, beat on that rock and you can't just gently tap it all the time. Sometimes you have to really get big chunks off, you know. Um, I uh, I was talking to Mother Krishna Kumari because she had the prolotherapy on her knee. And she was talking to me because I had also tried it. I tried a couple of sessions because I hurt my knees in high school. And I told her, you know, after the second session, I couldn't do it anymore because it was so painful. Because there's, there's a very sensitive area where I was injured and they had this big needle. So when this needle went in, I felt like I was going to faint. 
because it, it like went through my whole body. You felt it through your whole body. So I said, I don't know if I can do this. So therefore, the result is, if I don't do it at some point, I'm probably going to have a degenerative knees or sometime in the future. So I, at some point, I probably will have to do, do this treatment. Otherwise, you know, get a knee replacement. I don't want a knee replacement. So at some point, I'm probably going to have to go through this austerity of having these big needles pushed into my knee for this treatment. And so, yeah, it's, it's difficult. Like, freeing us from this attachment to this world is, is a, is, you know, the redigruntis, it's a very strong knot in the heart. So it can, it can take a lot of difficult experiences to break free from that. So, <laughs> I was just thinking how Krishna, he really had to do that to me, to break me. So it's true what you say. I say, amen, brother. That's the way how it works. None of us like it. Like, I've like, I, I, those are all the points that I don't. phase of coming out of Maya, then Maya will, because deep within our heart somewhere, there may, may still be a, a desire to forget Krishna. And so the influence of Maya is pulling on a very strong level in our life, as Krishna may be pulling us too. But to the degree, because um, as Dhyadash Prabhu was quoting that, Consciousness is the, the is a platform of attachment. The nature of the soul is to be attached. The nature of the soul is to have strong desire. So because that attachment and the desire is always there, as we're coming out of the twilight of, of Maya, that attachment for the loser energy is, is going to be extremely strong. And, and this is allowing for us to, to still enjoy Maya if we want to. So it's the Lord's blessing. Krishna is saying, are you sure? Because there's all this stuff. I yeah. want to make sure that you really want it that way. Yeah. Because yeah. we still have, there's still, even we might not even have to uncover them, there's still things that we want to experience in this world. So Krishna is saying, do you, maybe you want to experience things in this well, world. It's like, yeah, I do want that, but I don't want to want that. I see the big picture. I want mean, to have to suffer to have those things. So he's awakening this intelligence within you, Buddha Yoga. He'll help you. Like if you're sincere, he will help you. So Maya, you know, it's her service to make sure that we're not there with her friends. So sometimes we take on a service, like we had wronged your security. You know, wrong's like a little sweet little feather. You know, but he had to, you know, he had to ask, you know, he had to, there was an incident, and he actually asked someone to leave. 
So that's not, you know, you know, my service to Krishna is to, you know, make sure that we're doing something to understand. You know, wanting Krishna. Otherwise, she has so many tricks up her sleeve. She keeps pulling them out until, you know, we're really surrendered. So really, she's just doing her service. And, you know, if we're not, if we're already in life, she doesn't have to do anything because we're already there. So we're trying to get out. Then she's like, oh, wait a minute. You know, she's trying to make advancements. Let me see. You know, she's really sincere about it. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Mother Sandana said. It's it's useful to remember that Maya is working for Krishna. She's not a competitor, like a devil, like the Christian concept of Satan being a competitor to God. Right. She's actually a pure devotee, and her job is to test. Well, those normal questions right. like, why is it her job? It's to test sincerity. Because that's the way Krishna teaches us, indirectly. It's like Prabhupada gives the example, uh, the way the parents discipline the child is by giving the child to a stern uncle. And the uncle's kind of like, uh, when they say good cop, bad cop. So, so he's, uh, the uncle is the strict disciplinarian, like Maya. And then that doesn't disturb the direct relationship with Krishna. Krishna gives us over to his illusory energy, his, his strict disciplinary. That's the way Krishna teaches us. It's sweet. It's mercy. It's like Gurudeva said, it's not a punishment. No. It's Krishna's just facilitating where we want to go, basically. Yeah. I feel like sometimes, too. When we're in Maya, it's so easy to just go along with things, and we don't really realize like, that things are going not good. And then when you're trying to go against the grain, and actually you're awakened to see certain things, and you actually realize, oh my god, I'm in a mess. So I feel like maybe it's not that she's like tuning it up, but we're awakening to it, so we realize what a mess we made. That's a good point, because when we go in that direct trajectory of material enjoyment, at the beginning it seems, like just like in Bhagavad Gita, it seems sweet at the beginning. Oh, this is just a nice little sweet ball. Pop in your mouth. It's no big deal. But it had poison in it. See, so then later on, you know. So you're, you're, you're exactly right. It's, again, that momentum. And we may, we may be on the trajectory of Maya, and because there's no reactions right away, we're thinking, this is no big deal, I'm fine. But yeah, that's what Lord Jaitanya talked about, those weeds that sometimes we're cultivating. Actually, we're, until we reach the state of pure Krishna consciousness, we are going to be um, you know, battling with these weeds, still, to some degree or another. That's okay. <laughs> it's all the window. It's like last night I had one of your sweet balls. There's no sugar apple. No, no, no. But then I said, this is nice. So then I started eating some pie. And then I had more pie. And more pie. And then this morning when I looked when the alarm went off, my hand just went boom. Right on the clock. I mean, there's no question of giving up. You know? Because I was like, out. So that was, that was my reaction. Instead of honoring the facade of time me off. I was just indulging, and as a result, I couldn't even get up. 
I was late, you know, and I walked in very Tulsi. <laughs> so there's always there's a reaction. Mahaprasana <laughs> reaction. I want to say that we, we change the way that we see things, and the things that we see will change too. So I think that's really important because for one person, a challenge could be um, a terrifying thing, and for another person, it can be an opportunity for growth. So if we, if we take advantage of those opportunities, mm -hmm. then we can make great strides in our yeah. spiritual life. That's a great point. Yeah. And yeah. Um, ultimately, we've entangled ourselves, so we have to take responsibility for that. Mm -hmm. you know, we have to take responsibility of what we, how we've turned away from Krishna. And so we have to, when we come face to face with all the stuff that we've accumulated over these lifetimes, So it's working okay? Yeah, we're going to study 3.4, which is great. Yeah. It lets me out. I think it's better than before, right? It's, it's flowing. It's so I think before we got the internet upgrade, it wasn't that. Um, this one was like a two. Fluctuating quite a bit. Although this, this Sunday it did fluctuate quite a bit. I don't know why. It cut off a few times. I'm still trying to figure that out. Mm -hmm. So those numbers are the, the quality of the streaming is, is calibrated. It's showing. Yeah, it tells you down here when it's streaming how many mega, uh, megabits per second. Yeah. Okay. So the higher the number, the the better the stream. Uh, and I. I always see that it caps at like 3.4 for some reason. Whoa. At least it's it's not that's good. Like 3.4. When it's at a steady 3.4, we're getting really nice. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. As beautiful like always. Yeah, I was, I was um, thinking what you were doing in my first time. If we can, because there's. If we look back on our lives, we can, we can see that suffering and helpless integration. Yeah. I can see that. Well, you can see that too. So we can, because there's usually a lapse in time. When suffering happens, 
We think it's global, and then later on we'll see, oh, it hunts. But if we can close that gap, when we actually are suffering, can we realize that it's beneficial for us? That's huge. see that, that's a strong realization. When you are suffering, how does this push this See? Instead of afterwards. It's good afterwards. It's good afterwards. How can we be so fixed that, like, as it's happening? Yeah, while it's happening. When suffering's happening. Although this this particular stream here, there was no victim. Like, this is Krishna's mercy. Not even be affected by it. Yeah. Yeah. That takes a lot. Immediately, this is Krishna. Right? Right. Like, That's a high level to come to. Through these experiences, it's like a training, Like you were saying, you've been able to do that. Seeing that it's actually opportunity. That's that's a high level of Krishna consciousness. In the moment of suffering. That's a very advanced thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't know. <laughs> 